Hi-ho, this is Michael Coleman from ABC's Once Upon a Time, and I am happy that you're listening to this podcast. Um, if you want to find out more about what I'm doing or come say hello, I'm at one, the number one, Michael Coleman on Twitter. Otherwise, we will see you on Sunday nights. Lots of fun coming up. Hi-ho. Like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill. You are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chilling podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, OnceUponAtimePodcast.com and Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Welcome, everyone. Let's see. Let's try this. Let's try that. Hello. All right. We hope you had a nice Thanksgiving or little break mm-hmm. during the hiatus. But we are back. We have notes. And <laughs> we... We are back. We are. And so we have a lot of information to cover today. The rain dog ladies over there resting. And hopefully we'll go to sleep. Oh my gosh. We have to thank Michael Coleman. Yes, we do. For that most awesome intro that he called in for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So please show your love. To at one Michael Coleman mm-hmm. on Twitter. That's the number one, not the number one, not spelled out one. Right. So show him love on Twitter. Thank him for recording the little intro for our podcast. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate him, and he made us happy. He did for calling in. I love it. Absolutely. All right, so this is the main show for the episode entitled Smash the Mirror, Parts 1 and 2. This is episode number 256. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 256. So we're going to share some sad news, unfortunately, about the mid-season finale watch Mm -hmm. party. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about... Looking into mirrors, we're going to talk about good and bad, about ourselves, and we're also going to talk about some people are worried about Will, Mm. Will Scarlet, Mm -hmm. but he may be onto something. And if that's not enough, we also are going to play the rest of Beverly Elliott, who plays Granny Mm -hmm. on Once Upon a Time, her recorded message for you, the Oncers. Yay! So we have a full jam-packed show. We do indeed. So we've heard from Happy, and he made us happy, mm-hmm. but we need to share some sad news. Yeah. All right. Um, the mid-season finale watch party um, that we were, uh, hopefully, it was going to happen at the Dave & Buster's at the outlets in Orange, California. Unfortunately, it's been postponed. And so we're going to postpone it until the season finale. Right. So. Right. Unfortunately, scheduling conflicts have trumped it. Yeah, it's a busy season. It is. And anyway, so. But it's okay because the season finale is going to be awesome. Yes. Yes. So that one, prepare for that. We've got plenty of time. It won't happen until what, May? Something like that? Something around there. And we'll, we'll put together some cool. Yeah. Um, things to give away and all that kind of thing. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know right up front, sad news, but it's it's postponed until the season finale. Right. So letting you know that. And but also, you can still have your own watch party at your you own can house watch if you your, wanted to. Yeah. And and that's another thing is Dave and Buster's is having all kinds of different watch parties for different sure. shows sure. and that kind of a thing. So... All the fun stuff that Maria was talking about on our interview is still is happening for 
all the other different shows that they do. So just not right now. Right. So follow uh, DNB Orange. I think it's at DNB Orange on Twitter for mm-hmm. information on their uh, what they're offering. Also on Facebook. So it's Dave yeah. and Buster's at Outlets in Orange. If you're in the Orange County or LA County area, mm-hmm. do that. Yes. Okay, uh, so I also want to let you know that Marilyn has let us know that Maleficent is getting a new elaborate headpiece when she returns Ooh. to Once Upon a Time. So the hair, hair horns have been traded in for something different. Well, they are kind of sitting in California Adventure in the window True. right now. Yeah. So, And yeah. if you've never been to California Adventure and you're planning on going... I think for the foreseeable future, yeah. you will see the costumes right. for the characters and right. the book, Henry's book. Right. In the window. Copy so. of the book, yeah. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into our – I didn't even play the – I'm so, so sad about the news anyway. So we will we'll move forward to the emails. Sure. Hey, everybody. Thanks for dropping us a line at feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Let's take a look at what you all had to say. Hey, wait a minute. Where's the mailbag? I've got the mailbag right here. We have great, great emails and cool thoughts. And again, we've had to kind of condense certain ones down Mm -hmm. because there are so many, but we're going to post them on the show notes. Mm-hmm. For this episode, and we already talked about where to find them. This email is from Deb. It says, you know what would be an awesome season ending? Bell finally catches on to gold. Switches the daggers without his knowledge. Catches them, catches him in some devilish act. Drags him home by the ear with something like, I am calling the shots from now on. Just a fantasy I would love to see. I think you're not the only one. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of tired of Rumpel's shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. And he's, just, he's clearly not he's redeemed. He's married now. Well, he and, is, but he's clearly not redeemed, and he doesn't, he doesn't seem to really want to be. He doesn't believe yeah. he can change, so therefore he doesn't really want to try. So a lot of different people that have really strong feelings about that. They're yeah. just, you know, a lot of people like you, Colleen, you mm-hmm. love Rumpel. Oh. Absolutely. But the more he does his little tricks and well, it was one secrets. thing. It was one thing when he had a noble cause right. behind what he was doing, getting to his son. You know, it was a mistake he made, but he was trying to rectify it by fighting his son. Right. Now he's just pulling shenanigans for his own silly little pleasures that there's no viable noble cause behind it. It's not like he's trying to save bell from anything. It's not like he's trying to, you know, save Balefire. He's just doing it cause he can and he can get away with it. Well, the sad thing is, is I think now that Bay is gone, Neil is gone, mm-hmm. that he really has nothing to kind of hold him accountable except for bell. Right. But bell, but even again, that, we'll, we'll you had an idea about something, and I think you've already talked about it, but there's something else in an email that will tie into okay. that. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about Bell yeah. Yeah. In, in a bit. All right. Uh, keep up, and I'll continue reading Deb's email. Keep up the good work, guys. Great fan. Really love that you are fans like me and are not always pointing out what's wrong with the show. I've listened to some other podcasts and don't think they are fans at all. Keep sending the love. Deb. Thank you so much, Deb. Yeah. And there are many choices of podcasts and sure. Tumblr pages and websites and mm-hmm. different things, but we are fans mm-hmm. and we do mention things from time to time that we don't like or look. We love the wish. show. Yeah, we love the show. Mm-hmm. Is it perfect? No. Are there things we don't like? Sure. There's little things that may you know not we may not agree with, but as a whole. Yeah. Overall, we still really love the show. Me, personally, there's a lot of work going into creating a podcast mm-hmm. and getting it out and so that everybody can listen to it. A lot of money involved, actually, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to do all that and mm-hmm. pay all that, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to be positive. Right. And again, we do mention certain things, but I do not want to focus oodles of time 
right. on this and that and what's writing's wrong and all. I just I don't want to do that. I would rather focus on the positive mm-hmm. and move forward because we still enjoy the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I I just I want to do the best to help people like Adam and Eddie and the cast and all that and be positive. So anyway, thank you so much, Deb, for yes, that. We you. really appreciate that. And let's move on to an email from Chris. Uh, let's see. So she's talking. I'm sorry. Uh, Chris is talking about Emma and it says her magic makes everything electric go haywire. Or maybe she's an alien, you know, because aliens are supposed to make electric stuff go nuts. <laughs> and that's true. Uh, we, we saw that with uh, E.T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking ghost or poltergeist affect electricity, too. So I think they're kind of pulling into that whole idea that it's just she's otherworldly now. And, and, and with her magic, it, what was funny is she was trying to hide mm-hmm. and she couldn't hide. I mean, that was one of the big things with Elsa. She ran away. Mm-hmm. To hide, right? Mm-hmm. But Emma can't hide because just, just her magic's out of control. Right. So it was kind of funny. Right. Yeah, right. She was in the corner, and <laughs> it's like Gold walks in and says, "If you're trying to hide, you're not doing a very good job." Right. All right, uh, Robin and Regina. Uh, I'll continue with Chris's email here. This disgusted me. Robin is supposed to be a man of honor. His wife, whether she was gone for a time or not, she is back, frozen. And he is concerned, all he's concerned with is boinking with Regina. Mm-hmm. I understand these are extraordinary circumstances, but there are classier ways to handle it. Here are, um, and, and those are your feelings. Absolutely. Totally. You, and you're not alone. You have, yeah. There you, are people who agree with you. Right. And my, my thinking is this, is every great morality play has characters and even sometimes heroes that make wrong decisions that you kind of go, what I, I, that, that character shouldn't do that. Or I wouldn't do that. And these situations I think are signs to the reader of this is the wrong decision. Don't do that. And then the character that makes that wrong decision has to live or walk through that decision Mm -hmm. and then hopefully take steps to redeem or, Seek forgiveness or whatever. Life is messy. And mm-hmm. even in these morality plays, yes, even in books like the Bible, these characters make wrong decisions. And so you think, well, they shouldn't do that or I wouldn't do that. And that's probably true. Mm-hmm. But they did. And right. I think they did as kind of a character lesson for people. And Once Upon a Time is not a kid-friendly show across the board. There may be certain elements that are, but it is, I think, a morality play in a lot of different ways. We've seen that time and time again with certain characters. So I I hear what you're saying, but I'm saying from a a point of view of watching people make mistakes and then make steps to fix situations or live – Living in a better way. We've seen that with Regina. We've seen it with, I think, every character. Mm-hmm. A lot so, of them, yeah. Yeah. And it is to, a tough call because, yeah. again, you know, how do you, how do you deal with this? Mm-hmm. We don't know that Marion's ever going to be revived. Right. I mean, we, we don't know what's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see how they resolve it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is messy. Like you said, life is messy. And the way they're handling this is it's pretty messy. It's really, really messy. And, you know, do I think that, let's just call it what it is, adultery is a good thing? No. Because it does hurt somebody at some point, Mm -hmm. ultimately. So I don't don't know how they're going to do it. But, I mean, the tough part is, is that, unfortunately... Robin is in the position he's in simply because Emma changed the past. Right. But that doesn't necessarily change the future. Right. right? So it's, it's one of those things. It's a really tough call because, you know, I mean, if Emma had not done what she did, we wouldn't be having this conversation. True. 
So it's I, I know it's a tough one. It's a, like I said, I don't I don't you know I don't think that adultery is a good idea. I know it happens. It happens all the time, right? In real life and in characters, and um, you know the problem is is you just kind of have to wrestle through it and move forward and hope and pray that things kind of work themselves out. Yeah. I, I don't want to take a huge swing no. out and talk about whatever, but it's like, you know, like I said before, life is messy. And so if you take just a screenshot of someone making a bad decision and say, that's really what their life is, that's not necessarily the case. Right. Because, you know, there are stories about um, married couples. There has been an affair, adultery, something going on. Mm-hmm. And they have worked through that and become stronger. Obviously, there's the other situation as well. Sure. But Once Upon a Time is a written show. And it's kind of a microcosm of life. Mm-hmm. And certainly, I, I don't have magic <laughs> at my disposal. But, right. but it's kind of looking in on somebody else's life. You know, when you look in a mirror, you see you. And it's, you see exactly what you would do. But when you look on someone else's life, that's when it gets like, well, I wouldn't do that. And, and, and that's true. But let's see what happens if you were in that position. See, that, that, that's why I, I do enjoy this whole morality play situation. Even though if, if the end result doesn't end up the way I would really want it to, it's still interesting to see it played out in another arena. So I'm going to leave it. Right yeah, okay. I think so. All right, I will continue with Chris's email. I love where Regina and Snow's relationship is at. Their conversation in the woods and Regina believing in hope was just awesome. She owes Snow a quarter. It's a beautiful moment. I do wonder how this will affect Operation Mongoose since Regina now knows her fate is affected by her choices, not by what the author wrote. Uh, To me, the one thread of this episode that stood out to me is where you had two people... Robin and Snow, helping Regina break out of the mindset of, I'm always going to be a villain, my life is never going to change, etc. And it appears that she made the decision that her life could change. Mm -hmm. And the new page of the story in the book appeared in Robin's sack, the knapsack. Right. And so until she made that decision and had hope, Mm -hmm. nothing changed. Right. And so... It was really nice to see her kind of nudged in that direction. Yeah. So yeah, I, I there, like I said in first thoughts, this episode right here is going to push a lot of people over the edge. It's just there's a lot of really kind of big key things that people have tough times with, but th- that's the one thing that to watch Regina move to that moment to mm-hmm. actually believe mm-hmm. that her life could be different. And then you saw the new page, and then she did see it is possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was powerful so, Very. to me. Yeah. All right, Storybrooke is in a real pickle since Emma and Elsa now have those ribbons on their wrists. Yeah. I assume it will distort their view of Ingrid and make them love her. I wonder who can save them now. Maybe they're building up Rumpel's evil again so he can do a 180 and save everyone. True? Yeah, the, anything is possible. The The writers of the show thankfully have a lot of little tools in their little toolbox they come back and use some of them and then they invent new ones and it'd be interesting to see what happens i do think that the ribbons on their wrists are almost like a prison so to speak right they're going to be held captive until they can figure out how to take them off until they can figure out how to break them and yeah it is going to be a real interesting ride uh, the next couple of episodes. It's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. There's actually a number of people that could help. Regina could also help break sure. that spell. Um, Anna, in some way, possibly could. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I, if she gets out of Anna wherever she's at. yeah. Well, because so. Kristoff is frozen, too. That's true. That's true. I forgot so, about I that. So, I mean, there's yeah. any number of ones. And, and it could very well be just that true love the power of love could be the thing that breaks the bond for all of them and that's true if they really told her especially elsa yeah that you don't have to do this to find love right you know you are a person that i really love because you're family and that could be the thing that just breaks it all apart could very well be and you know because that was one of the things that they said you know uh embrace the good and the bad so embrace who you are so right right 
All right, I'll continue with the email. It was chilling when Ingrid said, everyone sees me as a monster. Maybe it's time to embrace that and be one. I had a theory that maybe Ingrid had Grand Pobby in Storybrooke, and that's how she erased Emma's memories, but apparently not. Uh, she just she just knew how to, to do it herself. And, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big question. How did Emery's, uh, Emery's, wow, Emma's memories yeah. uh, become erased? I think what happened was that when Ingrid went through the door, in, the portal into our world, she had Grandpappy's stone. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. She had that that's from right. when she was that's erasing right. em, Elsa's memories. Mm-hmm. So my thinking is she did that with Emma when, and she saved it, you know, mm-hmm. so that when Emma, <clears throat> excuse me, when Emma was not falling in line, with what she wanted, she erased her memories. Mm-hmm. All right. And Chris gives uh, this episode 3.5 out of 5 magical fireworks. So, <laughs> nice. And they were very pretty fireworks yep. that Emma was giving. All right. Um, all right. And Chris also asked, uh, can you also ex- explain who had the hat and when? Like the timeline of the hat. I'm confused because if Ingrid Ingrid had the apprentice hat before she came to our world, then why did Rumpel come to her in her ice cave in Storybrook? Did she assume she still had it the whole time? He's he's confused. So okay, help. so here's the storyline or the timeline of the hat as far as I know. The apprentice had the hat, of course, and was guarding it until. Rumpel turned him into a mouse. And then Anna, when Anna got a hold of the dagger, picked up the hat box and she told Rumpel to send her back to Arendelle and couldn't touch her or her sister. So she had the hat box. When she and Belle were climbing on the cliffs uh, after they had just talked to Grandpobby and they fell down the hat box kind of fell out of or was exposed in Anna's bag. And that's when Ingrid grabbed it. So it went from the apprentice to Rumpel temporarily to Anna to now Ingrid. So Ingrid had the hat box. She gave it back to the apprentice when she went through the portal. So the apprentice has it back, had it back again. Mm. So the apprentice had it. And then somehow between the apprentice and Rumpel currently having it, it was in that empty mansion. Right. Hmm. So that empty mansion is quite possibly the sorcerers. Yeah, possibly. <clears throat> it reminded me of um, Malcolm. Uh, Gold uh, Rumpel's father oh. saying, "Follow the lady." Remember, right. he was trying to. Right. I mean, it is tough to keep up kind of tough with all up. the different places. But, but that is ultimately what happened yeah, with it, yeah. as far as I'm aware. I can't think of anything else that has where it's been, but for sure now it is in Rumpel's possession, yeah. and he got it because he took it from the house. So he must have known that that was probably. He knew it wasn't the apprentice's house because the apprentice lived in a different house. So whose house is that? It's probably the sorcerer's house. Possibly. The elusive sorcerer. Yep. All right. Uh, Thank you so much, Chris, for those emails. We appreciate that. This is from Brad. Good day, Jeff and Colleen. I sure hope the frozen handsicle outside the studio keep intruders away. Yeah. And sometimes mail. I got to run outside. Yeah. All right. uh, With the two-hour amazing episode, here are the things I learned in the episode Smash the Mirror. Number one, when the yelling, when yelling surprise, inflection means everything. And that's the truth. <laughs> yes, that's the truth. Not surprise. Right. Surprise. <laughs> that was very funny. She's a great, uh, she's a great actress. She really, really is. Number two, Snow's positive attitude about hope may have all been just a bribery scandal. Yeah, she'd probably make a lot of, a lot of money. Yeah. Number three, batteries not included will never be an issue for Emma. True. <laughs> That's true. She doesn't need them. True. And she could just grab people's phones and charge them up. That could be a lucrative business. Number four, Pinocchio strings have been passed down to hook. Unfortunately, that is the truth. 
Poor Hook. Uh, number five, forget about being the sheriff. Emma is now available for sporting events, grand openings, children's birthdays, and the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. True. Number six, Elsa is an enabler of Anna's chocolate addiction. That was, they had chocolate everything. You know what? There was almost too much chocolate. How can you say such a thing? Because I I enjoy chocolate, but yes. in moderation. Too much, and mm. I, I mean, people look at me like I'm crazy, but... Death by chocolate does not sound appealing, wow. even a little bit. Yep. I enjoy a little bit of chocolate here and there, but it's just, uh, yeah, too much is not a good thing. Number seven, Dr. Seuss may be the owner of the hat. <laughs> Very interesting. Cat in the hat. Yeah. What What's if the cat? sorcerer is a cat? What if it's the <laughs> Cheshire cat? <laughs> no. See, the story's not done yet. <laughs> And it's Will not. would understand. It's totally I've not. Seen, what did he say? I've seen Stranger. Yeah. What is yeah. a cat? He with a hat. Yeah. What is a cat? All right. Uh, number eight. Emma has learned the secrets of the Hadouken, the Street Fighter reference. I Okay. All I never played then? Street Fighter. No. I don't know what that means I'm, either. I'm, I'm releasing a- more of my secrets, and, and we'll see. I'm answering I'll have to answer for some of them. Well, let me tell you, that is a reference, a pop culture reference that you and I, neither one, have any knowledge of. I have no knowledge. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. At least with Twilight, you could help out. Well, yeah, totally. But normally with with pop culture references, one of the two of us, if not both of us, have some knowledge of it. But this is the first time somebody's kind of stumped us with pop culture reference. We need Scott Murray in here from the Assembly of Geeks. Yeah, there you go. All right. uh, Number nine, gold would be great at making the meticulous dish Persian rice. He would be good at that. Okay. Number 10. I'm assuming it's a complex and time-consuming thing. Yes, very patient. Yeah, another thing I'm not familiar with, but anyway. Number 10, traversing the woods is a breeze when you own a Volkswagen Beetle. That's true. Yeah. And hiding, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Observations, Bell's fate. Although I adore Emily DeRaven, I seriously think it's time something drastic happens to her character. And I, I totally agree. She needs to do something, and I think that's really where we're headed. So I, I do. T- I believe that we will see something happen with her, and not a bad thing. I think what's going to happen is she's going to discover just how nasty Rumple's being, and I think that's going to impact her and we could see something not so pleasant happen yeah there was more uh thoughts uh, for brad's uh, post here and i'll leave them in the show notes but that's basically the gist of it and, and i totally agree alternate pages i think these alternate pages could be an amazing story arc imagine if gold could see what his life would have been like if he had chosen bay over his magic actually mm-hmm. fought in the Ogre's War, or used a dagger for good instead of evil. Hmm. See what their life could have been is a powerful motivation for any of our characters. I totally agree. Okay, now I give Twilight a hard time. Yes, you do. But this is a perfect example of what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Who was the character that saw the difference in life? Alice. Alice had the gift of okay. foresight. So Alice kind of did what we, we just talked about yeah. here with the main bad guy. Say, Aro. if you if you attack us, here's the way it's going to play out. Right. And so she showed him. The head of the vulture, she showed him exactly what, what was going to happen based on the decision he made. Mm-hmm. And that was, the, that was the key with Alice's gift is that it was all based on decisions. Once yeah. a decision was made, then she could see what the future was. If the decision changed, then it changed what she saw. And this really ties back in with Colleen's excellent theory about the mm-hmm. writer of the book. Yeah. Is it's really all based on choices. Choices. And so and as it stands one, right now, right. you know, and like we were even talking about before, if you look at someone's life right before like a major change, you'd say, boy, they don't have, you know, a very good life at all. But then if it, another choice, a decision. Right. So. right. You make a different decision, mm-hmm. you're going to have a different outcome. Right. But here's the interesting thing. Is Rumple in the book? Uh, so far, I would say no. I don't think he's in the book. And that, that's fascinating. Why isn't he in the book? 
I, I have no idea. Because even Henry at the beginning said he wasn't sure who he was. He couldn't tell what character he was. Because he didn't right. see him in the book is what I'm think is what I'm gathering. And what's amazing to me, so is why isn't he in the book? Early on, everybody thought that Rumpel wrote the book, right? But nobody really talks about that anymore. No, everybody's looking at the sorcerer, and everyone's saying the sorcerer wrote the book. Look, look it's not a bad choice. I mean, no, it's kind it's not of a bad, to me. Right. It's like kind of an obvious. Okay, the mysterious person, whatever. But. Rumpel gets off scot-free. No one's talking about him being the author. I don't think he's the author, but it's just interesting no, in the conversation. But so. if it is based on each person writing their own story right, and coming up with it, then why is it that he mm -hmm. is not in there? Yep. That's an he, interesting point because he should be in there. He may have removed it. He may have Possibly. removed himself from know. the book. He may have, because he has foresight of what's going to happen... But again, we see that sometimes that can change. So well, August added his story to the book. So I mean, based yeah, on that, because he alone, took the book, right? Rumpel's never mm -hmm. had the book. Yeah, yep. So that's why I say it has to do with who has the possession of the book. That's mm -hmm. where it comes into play. Anyway, all right. Uh, so theories: The Apprentice. After seeing this episode, I truly believe the Apprentice speaks of the Sorcerer. He is referring to himself. So. The apprentice kind of playing like he's not well, yeah. really the sorcerer. It's the whole decoy. Yeah. Right. It's the whole yeah. uh, Padme's decoys. Right. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> Star and, Wars. Yeah, that's what he brought up. Sure. Yeah. And that's a great, Yeah. you know, never, never, ever say you're so-and-so. Always say that, no, I'm his apprentice. So. Right, right. Burning questions. If our land is the land without magic, how is Ingrid able to stop herself from aging? Ah, remember, though. There was magic here. In right. our world, there's magic. Because the dragon had magic. Right. So a land without magic doesn't mean our world. It meant Storybrooke. The town mm -hmm. of Storybrooke specifically didn't have magic. Yeah. So that doesn't mean there isn't magic elsewhere, which we've seen evidence of that. Which means that Ingrid was sent here, and they never said she was going to a land without magic. Right. Another so, land. Or, yeah. Right. They just sent her to another land. So, I mean, it's that whole point of... Yeah, I think there is magic in the world, and that's how she was able to, to manage it. If Regina could always make a locating spell, why haven't they retrieved Anna's necklace from the ice cave and used it to find her? Yeah, Good it's question. A, it's, a, it's a story device that, you know. Well, so. it's that whole thing of it's down too far. If they tried mm -hmm. to destroy the, you know, trying to get the necklace. But again, I think that there's that's not a valid excuse. Yep. I think that they should be able to easily get it. Yeah. And why isn't the ice wall melting? But, you know, maybe it's magical ice. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. Uh, which dwarf does Emma hate? I, I don't know. Hopefully she hopefully she strongly disliked Stealthy. Mm -hmm. And Stealthy's out of the picture. But, you know, Hook. She didn't know Stealthy. I know. But that's the point. Hopefully she does not dislike any of the right. Team 7 right. members. Right, right. Brad. Uh, thank you so much, Brad, for that yes. email. This is from my... Uh, first of all, Jeff, you've never seen Hocus Pocus. Damn, you have to say it. Okay, I will. I agree. I will it's watch a fun Hocus movie. Pocus. Frozen. I personally think the Frozen arc is wonderful. I, I You know, we, we agree. Yeah. We think it's deeper than the animated feature, and I Absolutely. think it's... It's fitting in well. You're one of the few, mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's a there's a prize somewhere somehow, and, and yeah. there's a short line that you can stand in of the Frozen fans because right. there's a lot of people that don't like the Frozen storyline anymore. And once upon a time, well, you know, I Ooh. think a lot of people felt that way about Peter Pan storyline yeah. at one point in time, and mm -hmm. then they felt that way about the Wizard of Oz storyline at one point in time. So yeah. yeah. All right, I uh, will continue. I love the contrast they have made between Anna Elsa. And Ingrid Gerda. When in doubt, Gerda turned on Ingrid when Elsa and Anna stood by each other. The most important person for them is each other, and that's that's beautiful, really. Uh, and what I my comment is: a family or friends can be like a team. Your weakness can be another friend or family member's strength. Mm -hmm. Life isn't just about you; it's about you and those around you. Because mm -hmm. if you if you lean on others and help others out. 
I think you can be a better person. Agreed. Because so, I don't know everything, right? <laughs> well, I don't think anybody does. I know. All right. Uh, just one thing about Robin. Uh, did you forget you have a kid because you spend your week moping about your one-week relationship or cheating on your wife? Just saying. So, again, this is a you know pretty popular thought process. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what about Roland? Poor little Roland. I think little John must be babysitting him, um, unless Belle is also babysitting him and Neil, baby oh, Neil, man. because you know then it becomes Belle's daycare. So. And and that's really a valid point. You know, I'm not I'm not trying I'm not drinking the haterade, but I'm just saying no. we have these little babies now, right? And you know, perhaps Ella and Aurora are babysitting the other children or something. But I mean. You 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 introduce children into the storyline, and then the storyline kind of takes a right turn, and it's like, well, where are the kids? So, right. You know, well, we've said that point. for a long time. I mean, even even first few seasons, first couple yeah. of seasons, the only kids really around were Henry, and we got a glimpse of Hansel and Gretel, and that was about it. Yeah, Paige. Yeah, Paige. Yeah, Grace. Yep, that was it. Yes, and you know maybe they should send him over to Archie's house, and maybe since Archie wouldn't help uh, Snow put together that stroller, <laughs> maybe it's his turn. Yeah, I don't think he'd really want that. Uh, all right. Although Pongo am, might make a good babysitter. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I am very Pongo's in a world of hurt coming up soon somehow. I am very worried about Will and about Anna. He's drinking a lot. Every time we mm-hmm. see him, he's drinking. Yep. I don't think Anna is dead, but I do think something bad happened to her. Also, I don't think they've separated. They were separated by choice, but rather were forced to. Again, man, it's great questions. You know, where is Anna? Yeah, the whole thing with Anna being frozen now, she's still frozen. And the fact that she's not dead is interesting. I don't think we've seen the full scope of Will Scarlet yet. I I do not... What Once Upon a Time does is they kind of pull in these certain characters and you see them a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, and then it maybe kind of gets bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden it's this huge arc, especially season one. They they did that. They brought somebody in at the end of an episode Mm -hmm. and then you see kind of more and more and then it built up to something. Well, and here's the interesting part. We know for sure Maleficent's coming. That's where I think we're going to see more Will Scarlet because remember he stole the mirror from her. I think that's going to come back to haunt him. Yes, and definitely with Maleficent coming back, yep. there's unfinished business. Mm-hmm. So Mai um, brought up a great point is Killian's heart does not have a touch of black in it. And so if someone was such a pirate mm-hmm. and stole and different things, mm-hmm. what did he do? Again, it it appears that he's been on this road to redemption as well. Right. And... Cured well, the Emma blackness being, of his heart. Being in love with Emma has really changed his heart. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what removes the black is the love, and also the thinking about others and caring about others as well. Because love is not just a feeling, right? It's it's actions and actually caring for mm-hmm. someone else. Mm-hmm. Hard to do sometimes, but yes, that's what that love is, true. is. But yeah, that is true. All right. Uh, Belle. I was waiting for the camera to pan towards Belle, but nope. I think she's going to be the one to kind of save Killian. So Yeah, maybe. And we've seen little things where, you know, she kind of jumped in front of him. Don't look in the mirror. So yeah, that's yeah. possible. Yeah. She might very well be the one that's going to get his heart back and put it back. And my said, I'm sorry to Rumbell fans, but... Bell deserves much better, and you are not the only one. There's been a lot of discussion about, you know, Bell is this great, great lady, and she married this guy because you know she loved him. But this Mm -hmm. guy is just a rascal. There's a lot of other words, but we'll just stick with rascal. Rascal works. She deserves better treatment. That is for sure. Yeah. Now, if he can get his act together and clean up and straighten up and fly right then maybe maybe yeah. i don't know sometimes sometimes rascals can be can be changed they can indeed takes, they can indeed takes time and mm-hmm. better decisions yeah oh yeah also rumple doesn't care that emma is henry's mother 
And she was discussing the hat and that whole thing. So Rumpel didn't care if Emma is Henry's mother or that she was the woman his son loved. Right. He said it to Emma. He chose magic every single time over love and right decisions. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, you know, and, and that's what there's been a lot of discussions about this whole embracing the good and the bad side. And, and I don't think. Some people think, and I don't want to go off on a huge thing here, but but it's just loving yourself. And and there's been a lot of kind of discussions about, you know, you can't love the bad. But I think you have to uh, at least say it. I am this way. Mm -hmm. I do this. Right. Because if you can't admit it, you can't change it, in my opinion. Nope. Otherwise, you're just kind of oblivious to it. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's... And that, that's part of it. That's the first step is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a rotten guy. I choose magic over love and right decisions, you know, but then you have to make the step. I mean, just, yeah. So, all right. Uh, I definitely think Belle is going to find out about the heart and be instrumental in getting it back to Emma. Belle is the one that claimed his heart is rotten. And I think we're going to get a callback on that, especially since we saw that Killian Jones' heart doesn't have one black spot on it. We could get a scene with Bell saying to Killian something like, I'm sorry, I was wrong about you. Your heart isn't rotten at all. And that really plays in with this show. It's yeah. people changing, people yeah. coming from one swing to another. And, and that's that works. Yep, that's true. All right. <laughs> She's giving me... A little bit of a hard time about Princess Bride. I watched the. I watch it. Okay, Hocus Pocus and Princess Bride. There, right. I will watch both all the way through. You need to because uh, that's what my saying is. Killian Jones is partly based on the Dread Pirate Roberts, and Jane Espenson has confirmed that As You Wish does have a. Um, uh, it's a connection. nod to Princess Bride. Right. Frozen, uh, the Shattered Sight spell is clearly something else. I can't wait to see it on a larger scale. You know, the things she was saying were so heartbreaking and they completely uh, broke my heart. And uh, fortunately, that's the brutal truth. You know, there's the nice truth and then the brutal truth. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking this is like the Shattered Sight will be kind of like the Echo Cave on Neverland times a million. Yeah, it could very well be. All right. Uh, Elsa knew it wasn't Anna's. Mm-hmm. She sacrificed herself for Anna, for her love of Anna. This is how you portray sisterly love, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I said Anna and Elsa are a bit of a mirror of Ingrid and Greta and Helga, but Anna and Elsa will somehow break through the difficulty that Ingrid, Helga, and Gerda faced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I agree. All right. Uh, I kind of hated the... I'm continuing to read the email here. I kind of hated the Snow Regina scene later in the episode. The talk of hope is good, but the context kind of sucked. I'm not going to lie. Not only is it the same... It's not the same situation. Snow, snowing, we're actually married, but then the affair turned sour. Outlaw Queen are not actually married. Marion did... Marion died protecting snow by Regina's hand and the whole let's stop and talk while my daughter is in serious danger. So, yeah. But again, I think these are great talking points to discuss. Sure. Certain situations, but totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they weren't in a huge hurry to go get Emma at this point, but then part of it was that how much danger did they really believe she was in? And the fact that they were walking was kind of, surprising and but again that's a that's a story move movement piece it was purely for the opportunity to have that conversation but also it was the let's nudge regina towards believing and hope right so i i understand where you're coming from but on the other hand i can see that it was needed there so it really was Thus, this is a drama. It, it is a drama, and it, it's going to swing from back and forth and all kind of ways. So, all right. 
so let's continue reading the email. I am someone who has struggled time and time again with self-love and self-esteem issues. Once upon a time might have a lot of issues, but when they do something right, they do it so right. I'm in so awe of that scene because it represents, because of everything it represents. And we kind of touched on it before is, you know, own the good and the bad in yourself. Maybe that's a better way to say love yourself. Sure. Is own it. It's there. Own it. And sometimes you got to let stuff go. The stuff Mm -hmm. in the past, the Mm -hmm. stuff that, you know, just short circuits certain things in your life out. You got to let it go. You got to move on. And that's why you need good people around you to help you. You know, when you when you start thinking low of yourself, you just it takes other people to help you get over those hurdles in life. So I would agree. And having Elsa, you know, speak to Emma and help her come to that realization, having come from that her realization, her own self was really brilliant. And and that really and we've talked about uh, validation before. And mm-hmm. if somebody hasn't been through that, it's kind of hard to hear, you know, my life is, is, is perfect. I've never struggled with that. And this is what you need to do. You kind of go, eh, tune out. I don't, yeah, exactly. you don't understand anything about Why would what I I've listen gone to through. You? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. All right. I'm going to move forward here. Robert Carlyle is amazing. And so is the dark one because he's so much better when he's full villain. He's unredeemable right now. The scene is hurtful enough by the setup. And Killing is trapped exactly the same way as before. Rumpel is standing between him and the woman he loves. He can't save her, and it's breaking him apart. So, yeah. yeah it, it is a mirror of what happened yeah. with Mila. Yeah. All right. And I will be posting um, the email in the show notes. Thank you so much, Mai, yes, for thank that. You. And this is from Marilyn. Hi, Jeff and Colleen, and of course, Lady. Lady is sleeping over there. Some thoughts on Smash the Mirror. I have a theory that the so-called apprentice is actually the sorcerer, Mm -hmm. and that he made it appear that he was pulled into the hat. Hmm. Could could be. Well, and and here's the thing. If he really is the sorcerer himself, he would know how to make it appear as if he's been pulled into the hat. Mm -hmm. And clearly he would know how the hat actually truly works. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. If Henry somehow, if Henry somehow acquires magic, will Rumpel at some point be faced with the decision of saving his grandson, not drawing him into the hat versus breaking the dagger bond? Yeah. Mm. Rumpel, Rumpel has tough times making decisions about things like that. <sighs> Fortunately, I think that yeah. I think that Will Scarlet knows more about the story, Brooke. Situ- about Storybrooke than he's letting on. He was already found in the library once before with a torn up page containing the Red Queen's picture. And I think he has been searching Storybrooke under the guise of thievery. He's even searched through Robin's tent at one point. He's mysteri- mysteriously was nowhere to be seen when Regina came to the library to talk to Robin. I think it might be possible that he was the one to place that page in Robin's bag. Also, the way he is drinking might be his way of drowning a broken heart. I'm speculating that somewhere that something went awry with his Wonderland ending as the White King with his love, the red, now white queen, and he is looking to change his storybook ending. Yeah. It's quite possible. She brings up good points. I didn't even think about that. I mean, sometimes you don't think, well, where, where is Will now? Because he wasn't there. Mm. So, hmm. yeah. All right. When Killian made his heartfelt phone confession to Emma in Gold Shop, mentioning that the dagger Rumpel gave to Belle was a fake, I fully expected Belle to step out <laughs> from the back room of the shop and confront Killian about what he said. I'm actually kind of disappo- disappointed that that did not happen. True. But you said she could have been in there the whole time. Right. And that could be one of those aces at a very pivotal point. Right. She goes, I have something to say. Right, right. I think that she is going to find out. 
Yeah. She's somehow going to hear it. There's a tape of, of what happened. Somehow she or she was there the whole time. She's going to find that and it's going to come out, come into play later. This sort of reminds me of the whole charming. Um, what was that? Uh, Dark Thorn or whatever injury. And he didn't tell Snow. Oh, the and nightshade. Hook knew, right. And Hook knew mm-hmm, the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Hook kept saying, you know, you Meg, you've got to tell her. You, you cannot not tell her right and it's this kind of thing where a secret is yeah lots of secrets in this show well and and actually in some small scale is kind of like how ingrid was listening the whole time Mm -hmm, in the jail right when elsa and anna were talking yep she was there the whole time she overheard the whole thing so it's kind of that whole thing i'm waiting for this to come out and it's going to come into play at some point in time Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, I will continue to read this email. I am so upset with Rumpel for what he has done to Killian. He has literally and figuratively ripped Killian's heart out when he made the statement, you are my puppet now, was just chilling. But did you notice that when he took out Killian's heart, there was no darkness in it? Mm-hmm. It was a pure hero's heart. So that means when Rumpel told Killian that the darkness was in him and not in his missing hand, that was another mind game and lie by Rumpel. I agree. I think absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully Killian sees that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Rumpel already told him that when he gave him his hook back, but hopefully he sees that now. Yep. Take care, Marilyn. P.S. I've already had the date for the once finale party circled on my calendar. I'm really looking forward to it, and there's nothing like viewing one of your favorite shows in a group of like-minded fans. So I encourage all your podcast fans in the area to come. And unfortunately, we need to postpone that until the actual season finale. But thank you so much for initially making plans for that. Yeah. Sad. Uh, Sad that it did not work out. But the main season finale we're looking forward oh to yeah that. the full season four finale will be absolutely awesome. so let me play this voicemail from brad hello jeff and colleen it's been a while dearies hi guys it's brad and i'm back with a voicemail i've been thinking a lot about the book and the page robin found in his satchel i absolutely love colleen's theory about the book And based on everything that we've seen in the show, the idea that a person makes their own story just fits right in with what we've seen. So what I want to do is add how I believe Colleen's theory and the pages all come together. These stories may not be physically added into the book as August did, but I believe each character is choosing which pages will be added without even knowing it, depending on how they react to their surroundings. Snow and Charming are perfect examples. Snow's parents were killed. Um, She was hunted by Regina, forced to live with seven dwarves. She lost her true love to another woman, and then she was put under a sleeping curse. Then on top of all that, after her and Charming finally get together, um, they are still chased by Regina and have to deal with a whole new set of circumstances. Now, at any point, they could have chosen a darker path, but instead they always chose good. Regina wanted the quick way to a happy ending, and it ended up being hollow and disappointing for her. Now, we learn from this episode that happy endings can take a long time, and Regina has never been known for her patience. When Emma changed the past, Snow and Charming chose new pages, but they would eventually lead back to the pages that they had originally chosen. To me, it's like a video game where every decision has already been mapped out. You can save this guy or let him die. You can lie to this person or you can tell the truth. Now, even though every single choice you make has already been thought of and put into the game, it doesn't change the fact that you are in control of how or when something happens. And the creator of this book has made it in such a way that each person has billions of pages to choose from. The book knows every possible outcome in a person's life, and the pages have already been written, but it's up to the individual which one they decide to put in their own personal story. This means that There's a story where Regina chooses Robin. There's one where she's a mother. There's one where she doesn't choose magic. There may be even one where she is a hero. The loose page gave her hope and showed her that although she made the choice to leave Robin in that pub, there was actually a version of her life written where she chose to go in and talk to him. And this shows that the choice to be a villain was hers all along and not by some unknown author. 
So I still believe there is a creator, but that instead of writing a book, he created one with nothing in it, which has the ability to look outside of the universe of time and space and see every outcome and decision a person would ever make and manifest that as individual pages. And as those people choose their paths, those pages are then materialized into the book. Now, this would have to be someone with great powers and someone who has access to a powerful item such as we've seen with the hat. And this hat that everyone is after just happens to be made out of a mini-universe. We've seen countless dark ones have tried to get it, and the sorcerer even sent Ingrid to a new land and also made a deal with her just to get it back. So I really believe that the sorcerer created a book that has the power to make infinite pages of every single decision a person would ever make. Whenever a person feels like they can't change or destined to be a villain their whole life like Regina, a page shows up at the time they need it most to show them that this could have been your life. You just chose the wrong pages. Your happy ending may take a long time, but it has been written. It is out there for the taking. All you have to do is reach out and grab it. That's it for now, guys. Have a great podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you, uh, Brad. Yeah, we missed your voicemails. <laughs> it's nice to get another one. Yep. But um, And I wait. totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, that just enhances further what I originally came up with, and I love it. I think it's a fantastic theory, and I really hope that we were right. <laughs> well, and, and whether the, the sorcerer actually created the book right. or whatever. The idea I of think, a, right. somebody yeah, yeah. who has created mm-hmm. it, who some, the, some creator or some author so to speak that has kind of already written the pages but then how they're being put together is based on the choices not based on the creator putting them in i think that's fantastic yes yes and Mm. um it's just i think that's just a great thing Mm -hmm. to think about in life is you know you you choose your own destiny i mean do you remember back in the 80s there were those books they were choose your own adventure right yeah. That's kind of what we got mm-hmm. going on here is sure. choose your own adventure. And you can reread the story, you can reread the the book a hundred times and have it end differently every single time if you really want. Yes, indeed. And now let us play the rest of Beverly Elliott, who plays Granny and Once Upon a Time, her message to you. Oh my goodness, it's such a privilege to be a part of this show, and I love you guys, and I love all the support, the letters that you send me, and the tweets, and uh, everything, Granny, um, you send them to Granny, and I, uh, I don't know, it just makes me feel so good. Anyway, I just want to say, um, I've got a new job in town, and it has to do with a small little being that uh, wears diapers. That's all I can say, I can't give too much away, otherwise they'll fire me. But uh, the lasagna's cooking, the meatloaf is good. We don't know where Ruby is. She'll be back. She'll be back. She's out uh, She's out running the woods, I'm sure. But uh, thanks for being great fans. I love you all, and keep watching Once Upon a Time. We'll uh, see you soon. See you on the tube. Bye. That's so incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much, Beverly, for that. Please that awesome also message. tweet your love to Beverly at the real. Beverly on Twitter. Yep. That's really fantastic. And she she read my mind. She did. That Ruby's coming back. <laughs> she made sure to tell me. Ruby's coming back. So. She must know that you really like Ruby a lot. I think. I think so. But anyway, fantastic. So I, I just, you know, we just had Thanksgiving here in the U.S. And I'm thankful to you guys because... This has been a fantastic journey, three years, ups and downs and all arounds. And, you know, thank you so much for listening or finding us and sticking with us and telling your friends and and all that. That's why we do what we do. And we hope we're a breath of fresh air. We hope we're some positivity in the fandom. And hopefully we are some fun now then. So it's true. I want to thank everybody, however they found us, however you are listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we want to send big love out to everybody. And big love is so big that you can't keep it all to yourself. And why would you? So take what you need and give to somebody else because we all need love. 
So take care, guys, and we will be back very, very, very soon mm-hmm. with the first thoughts. And I'm telling you, if you don't listen to another podcast episode, be sure you listen to the next one. I can't tell you why, right? but it will blow your mind. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So tell all your once or friends. I don't care what you need to do. Get on Twitter and tell them. Listen to the first thoughts for the next episode. Yep. Thanks, guys. Take care. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333 Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do, from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.